Hello and welcome to Flippin' Orbs, episode 20, but actually 18, part 2. Yes, this is the part 2 of Lost Lost episode, where we talked about playtest cards. That was Seb's topic, but me and Elliot had a topic we wanted to discuss as well. I wanted to talk about how to keep the flame burning and not get bored because it is a limited card pool we have to play with and Elliot wanted to talk about different versions of old school so here we have those two topics hope you enjoy Welcome to Flippin' Orbs. This is an episode, <laughs> part two of an episode. I don't remember the number, sorry for that, but it's part two, so that's okay. Today, me and uh, Seb is sitting at our favorite uh, magic beer bar in Stockholm. Would you say it's our favorite? Is are we just talking about magical beer bars? Magical <laughs> beer bars. Okay, yeah, it's our favorite magic beer bar. And it's Billiard Palazzet in Stockholm. There we have our Gubröra, mm -hmm. which is our pre modern 9394 and vintage uh, magic knife. So old man's scrambled eggs. Old man's or scrambled eggs. The, I don't Good. know, sardines? In Swedish. Oh, what's... What? Oh, I have no idea. We'll leave that to Miketai. Okay, okay. And Martin Berlin. I don't know what's in Gubrara. Some kind of fish. Yeah, Per probably also knows. Okay. But, um, yeah, this is uh, part uh, two uh, of the episode where the three hosts each came with one topic to talk about. Part one, uh, we had the question of the episode and talked way longer than expected about the playtest cards. And that's why we have a part two. And as we are talking now at Biljaplatset, sorry to say that Elliot is not at Billard Palazzet okay. with us drinking beer. But are you there anyways, Elliot? I, I could not be more sorry that I am not there since I am uh, currently in my apartment and it is nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Time to open a cold one? Um, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> it, it's not even the weekend, so. No, we're recording this. Uh, Third, fr you don't even know what day it is? I have beer. Flip flipping orbs exists outside the normal space-time <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. so it's so. okay. That is true, so very, very true. We're glad to have you here, Elliot. <laughs> Thanks for joining this early in of, the morning. Of course, uh, happy to be here as always. So it's your topic and uh, my topic today. Seb is just doing commentary. Yeah, standing by. Standing by with his um, amazing humor. Like, we, we get emails about Seb's humor. That is... I have half no of idea. them are good, and half <laughs> of them are... Like, how do people like his humor? Elliot, can you explain it to me? 
I would say I'm a fan of, of Seb's uh, yeah. witticisms. Yeah. I've never sent an email to that effect, but no. maybe I should. Yeah, you should. Because we need to, like, justice is blind, or what do you say? Like, <laughs> I have no idea, but you can send the email to wakwakmtg at gmail.com if you want to send it, Elliot. Or if someone else here wants to send an email. I, I have a suspicion as to why Gordon might be uh, incredulous about why people might like uh, Seb's humor, because I think Gordon is often the subject yeah. of the humor. The short end <laughs> of the stick, for what you said. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> you should you should just hear him at tournaments when it's not recording. Like he's he's trying to keep it down when we record. Okay. What what do I do? Am I so am I like a clown topic. or? <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we go into the first? Yeah, topic? let's do that. Um. It's going to be my topic for the first segment of this episode. And the topic is, how do you bring back the joy? If you've lost the joy, if it doesn't seem as fun anymore to play. You've been playing and playing and playing and playing. And suddenly, it's not that fun. What do you do? My first thought about this was change deck. What do you guys say? Is that a way of uh, bringing back the joy? Do you often change up the deck to keep the fun? Because it's a format with uh, very few cards and uh, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Elliot? So for me, I, I feel like I haven't run into this problem yet, but it may be because of that exact reason that I have not stuck with a single deck for very long ever. Um, I'm I'm always changing deck. I mean, if I play on Skype, you know, maybe I have two different decks and I'll play one game with one and another game with another. If I go, you know, on a weeknight meetup, I bring one deck and then the next time I bring a different one. I, I, I have sort of ADD about about my old school deck choices. Um, so I, I, I keep it rotating around, but I do think if this is something that happens to you because, you know, you're playing the same deck uh, all the time and you feel like you've mastered it or that the interactions are not, you know, there's nothing new happening. The games feel like they're proceeding in predictable ways then yeah certainly it seems like a good good place to start um, to try to re rekindle that yeah rekindle that interest but even if you haven't lost the joy do you think um, as you say do you think it's a part of it that you change deck or what do you think would happen if you would play the same deck for a couple of months Well, I'd probably tweak it. <laughs> I, I doubt I doubt I could sit on the same 75 cards for months. That just wouldn't work for me. I mean, obviously, some people um, really do like that approach and and um, have their deck exactly how they want it and just keep at it. But I, I don't know. I'm more of a tinkerer. I have to keep changing it. I, I don't I don't think oh. I could stand it to play the same 75 over and over again. Oh, you're the kind of guy here. that like lays awake thinking about new brews or. How do you, or, or do you more of a collector at heart? Like, how do you, do you go with like the, you don't net deck that much, or how, how do you approach it? Yeah, I mean, I like to try to cover 
the the full range of all, sort of all possible decks, right? So I I feel like in in the grand scheme of things, I want to try every conceivable playable deck at some point. And so from the collecting standpoint, and, and this is another way I think I would suggest to to try to you know get out of the the boredom loop if there is such a thing with old school um, is Maybe a you slump. know. Growing, growing the collection is a is a way to to combat that. And if you're always picking up some new items and then trying to find a way to use them, so for example, yeah. for me, I never I never had Eurekas before, so I'd never been able to play the Eureka deck. So recently, earlier this year, um, I finally got Eurekas, and then now I'm able to play a Eureka deck. So it's a whole new archetype, right? It's not a super competitive one, but yeah. it's a it's a new avenue to explore. So that's that's sort of how I look at it as, you know, combining the collecting with being able to try new yeah. new deck I, archetypes I that I never had a chance to try I do exactly before. that thing. Yeah. And I have a great suggestion for you before we continue with this. There's actually an episode of a, a podcast, uh, what's its name? Flipping Orbs about uh, Eureka. Uh -huh. You can listen to that. It's Shaman Ben's Eureka list yeah. during. Yeah, we oh yeah, it. that was a that was a fantastic episode. Yeah. I, I think that's my favorite of all, actually. So but for those who mostly haven't because heard he was it, drinking, no matter what, where we were at, I don't remember. Yeah. Me neither. Everybody was drinking. Anyway. Everybody was drinking, <laughs> and uh, how could it not be fun? Yeah. No, but I, I've done the same as you, Elliot. I've. Um, change deck between every tournament um, at our local play dates I try to play the same like tweak it a bit until a tournament play it and after the tournament I change deck start out fresh tweak yeah. it a bit and until the next tournament and then change again just to keep keep you, the you're working hardest with your like combo decks I guess like yeah them. <laughs> Trying as hard as I can, but but and and the only decks you really succeed with are not the combo decks, is it? Yeah, but come on, combo <laughs> in old school, it's fun and all, but it will never even be tier 1.5 or maybe. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, tier two, I yeah, yeah, but sure. no. So I've I've done the same, but I came to um like. Th this is why I took the topic. That's because this happened to me. Because I tried every combo deck, I changed deck, I changed and I changed and I changed. And I have, I have this big uh, Google Docs uh, spreadsheet with all the like playable, like good cards, trying to collect everything so I can build every single deck that exists on wakwak.se and more. I even tried to build a Pestilence Wall of Ice deck. Okay. <laughs> but that was good. Actually, it's, it's, it's better than people think. Pestilence is a yeah. great card. Uh, but no, but suddenly I lost. I don't have any more ideas on what to brew because I've, I've built up this thing that I need to brew something new. I can't take something someone else has done. I need to come up with new things and try to tweak them. And like, goddamn, I don't have any more ideas. 
So you have all the cards, and you're thinking about what about now when nothing really works. Or I don't have all the cards. I have white. I hate white. So yeah. I, I'm I miss most. You and Shaman Ben. Yeah, but like the smart people. <laughs> uh, the the only playable white card is balance. Okay. I like the splash yeah. for just balance. Oh, so. uh, even when I play white, I usually don't play balance. <laughs> is it because it's restricted or why? Well, in a, in a combo deck like Gordon likes, it's uh, I think it's worth playing if you don't have any creatures. You like Most to have a balance. combo deck. decks want to sit yeah. there with seven cards in hand. That's, I wonder why some people in play that in White Weenie. And fast spawn and a lot of lands. Why, why do people play balance in White Weenie? I have no idea. Is it because it's restricted? It's a two-mana mind twist. It's a two-mana mind twist <laughs> okay. if they took out all your creatures already. Yeah. So now you have nothing, and I have nothing. Let's start playing Magic. But actually, like I think the White Weenie deck top decks better than most decks in that situation if it plays against like a control deck and but it's restricted so if you draw it like round nine <laughs> you're like okay i clear my board and uh, your hand and uh, okay go <laughs> he's a bit okay but so logic. so back so so back to gordon's topic um well but so gordon you used to play uh blue red for a long time, right? Is that, I mean, do you still go back to blue-red or was that the sort of first phase of this for you and you got tired of that and then switched to combo? Um, everything you just said is true. It, it was my first uh, own um, old school deck uh, overall. Um, I remember when I really started to buy cards for it, I chatted with Seb. I don't know if he remembers it, but no. um, he gave me a couple of links to old, uh, like, NoobCon uh, articles and things like that. And um, Electric Eel, Fast Become, Flying Man. Yeah, that was the first, like, things. version of the the blue red OG blue the, oh, red exactly Th that deck yeah. is actually called more electric eel aggro yeah um, and we don't have that many eels running around right now no because they're straight up bad I don't know uh, but when I started eel was still the the go-to guy um but yeah, uh, I started with that and I still play it and I still enjoy it very, very <laughs> very, very much yeah um like, the blue-red is, for me, the most fun deck in old school. And there's one simple reason. Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt, no. It can be aggressive, or it can be control. And it all depends on where you are in the game and what matchup. And and that makes it yeah. fun in many situations. It's not just aggro, like Waiwini, or just control as the deck. The deck can actually go out. Yeah, but we, but we no. addressed it a bit. You talked about your sideboard options in the sideboard, ep uh, like last episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah, some. Uh, so no, let's not dive into that <laughs> one. Sorry. Um, but 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 yeah, th th that deck is still fun. But uh, you are correct. I I can't play it all the time. I play it once, maybe twice a year, and went to combo decks. And now I've tried. The combo decks. I tried to make them better, and I haven't succeeded well. I think I've 
done some great things. I still chat uh, with uh, Svante uh, time and sometime here and there because he he picked up uh, the same. I, I I remember having the discussion uh, with Svante. It's for precursion, or is it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Me and Svante talked uh, one uh, Arvika festival. He plays he played the deck. I did play Fork Recursion, that one, but like Kaswanta was a the deck player, and then he got into combo there and like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And I love discussing that with him. I love seeing the lists he comes up with. But for me, I, I have no idea. Something just happened. I don't know what to brew anymore. <laughs> well, I, I think I think brewing. for him. As, as I understand, I think it's similar for him, right? I mean, he yeah. like you with Blue Red, he played the deck a long time and, and eventually got tired of it. He'd sort of gotten what he could out of it and had, had done the best you know, he could with it and wanted to try something new. And of course, if you want to try something new, doing something big and crazy like a Channel Fireball, you know, Mirrorball wins or um, other kinds of, you know, Fork Recursion, taking some multiple turns in a row and doing something insane, you know, seems, seems like a pretty good way to up the adrenaline level a little bit, right, in your games. So that may be the tip we're going for here. If you're starting to try and get bored, try a combo Go deck. Big. We big, want more go more combo players, yeah. more combo players, absolutely. Because because you, <laughs> you like mentioned Uriga, and uh, Gordon went with for recursion. Is is all of that going big, or is that where we're at? Eureka is going big as well, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> Hopefully, otherwise I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> so, but you can small... make out a lot of like. White knights, yeah, black okay. knights and can, can we just like briefly like sh what what creatures are you bringing in earlier? In in Eureka? Well actually yeah, so the Eureka green. deck I I just made um is essentially mono green, which I don't think is a typical way of doing Eureka, but it has Colossus of Sardia as the as the big guys, but then also okay. Urnums and Ifbifafreets as oh. mi no, middle no middle sized creatures energy? to try to drop. Yeah, you have and, your uh, mid-range. No, no, no install backup. energy, but um, uh, Maze of It is is very good with Colossus, so yeah. that's another way to do it. But ah, no, yeah. oh no, because uh, I was just saying, what? but that's restrictive for you guys. But you're doing your own special version. You're not doing Eternal Central. You can actually play for Maze of It, um, the Beast of the Base style. Isn't that correct? That, that is right. Ah, nice. I never Using thought that about. Tech. I never thought about Colossus of Sardia because I think when I got my Eurekas, I went about going the mid-range mid -range, uh, combo-ish style. And then I don't, I don't think it was unrestricted. I don't know. So Well, the other thing you can do, of course, is Berserk, and then you don't need to untap the Colossus if okay. you can attack for, for 18 Just all at once. Win. I mean, the, also the ideal play with that is... Uh, you don't even need Eureka, is you use Channel to play both Mirror Universe and Colossus, and then, you know, on your next turn, use the Mirror and then attack with Colossus for the win. Yeah. It's a pot potential turn turn two kill um, if you happen to have Mox Emerald and Channel in your hand. The Mirrors are, yeah, I think, I, I see them a lot in different Eureka decks. It's not a bad card. No. That's So, switching up decks uh, okay. is a good way to... Yeah keep yourself on track and i think i'm on uh, 
Elliot's path of uh, addressing all kinds of formats. I'm just like gathering cards and uh, trying them out. Yeah, right. I mean, I cards. you know I look across the what I guess it's now. Um, I don't use Gatherer, but I use what's now Scryfall. It used to be MagicCards.info to see the visual oh, spoiler. The you know. Of, yeah, they. Oh, I, I think no they bought idea. it or something. Yeah. Cool. Um, but to see, you know, the visual spoiler of all the cards that are legal, I sometimes yeah. just scroll scroll through there and see if there's something I haven't ever used before and might want to try. You know, it's it, it can be fun even if you're not looking necessarily for a new deck archetype to try. It can be fun to find just a an oddball card, you know, yeah. that that you haven't tried before. Actually, I know oh, um, Dom okay. Dominic over here is trying to use Juxtapose right now in a, huh. a deck. So Have we talked about that? He just built a Juxtapose. <laughs> so, you know, that's not going to be an, ar an archetype, I don't think, but um, but it's a it's going you know, to fun way to try to use an unusual card. <laughs> Maybe it will if he succeeds with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It should be. It should be. But, you know, so a humble brag, I do the same, but I just bring out my finished Arabian set and legend set and okay. antiquities and go through the cards. Okay, so you don't need the visual spoiler. You just like look at the cards. The, the, true, the true visual spoiler is your actual cards. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I do that sometimes yeah. too. I'll flip through the binder and look for, look for things okay. I might not have thought of. I don't, I don't work with binders. I just put my cards over my bed. Just spread them. And then lie down. I think that's a meme going on right now. Spread it. It's a, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look let, it up. let me tell you. Let me tell you about the the uh, juxtapose tech real quick though. Oh, absolutely. Because um, I think this is pretty cool. So the the key to juxtapose is you you. So let's just say what it does. It's a four mana blue sorcery, um, and when you cast it, you choose an opponent, and you exchange. Uh, the creature you have with the highest casting cost with the creature the opponent has with the highest casting cost, yeah. and then you do the same for artifacts. But it's important that the creature exchange happens first, mm -hmm. and then the artifact exchange happens after that. So if you have a Triskelion, for example, you can uh, give your opponent the Triskelion and then get it back by giving them a Mox for, or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, ah. And and so, even better, okay. you can you can then Gordon combine is looking this. up the rules right now. He's looking it up. Yeah, no, I, I had to look up the uh, the ruling on this to make sure that actually worked that way, but yeah. it does. And then you because can nothing... you can use um, Tano's coffin if you have a Triskelion or really anything to just get the creature that you gave them back um, by coffining it, and then it comes out of the coffin back on your side. So you can you can really abuse that. Oh, that's, oh, cool. that's cool. I actually thought it was uh, you chose a uh, creature or artifact, but no, it's both. I haven't thought about that. I think balance oh, is good no. in that deck as well. Balance is never good. <laughs> well, if okay, but no, that's a cool. That's cool tech. I still want to give away like a big creature that they can't pay the upkeep cost on. Mm -hmm. um, so play Force of Nature and like a couple of Maze of It so it doesn't hit you back. Or play something like um, Demonic Hordes and let the opponent sacrifice a land. But no, they can tap it, damn it. There is one. Pri primordial Ooze. And Primordial Ooze. We talked about that earlier as well. We did the juxtapose. Was it, weren't, weren't you on that, Elliot? When we talked juxtapose? Maybe, uh, but I don't think I don't think we knew all the all the ins and outs of it at that time. Yeah, so I've we, learned a little bit since then. Yeah, we talked about changing the creatures 
uh, but not artifacts. Yeah. That, but anyhow, when <laughs> regarding getting the Eurekas and whatever, I played my Eureka deck maybe two times <laughs> before switching it up because I remember my first tournament, like it's a small gathering, we have this like coffee-ish cafe tournament each year and uh, I played Eureka and I hard cost uh, Lord of the Pit and I think that that's even an Instagram post on Wack Wack or something. <laughs> it's a great... Yeah. But I, well, <laughs> I just ended up dying to, <laughs> yeah, to it. So yeah, that's what happens when you play like Eureka against the deck. No, I think it was some kind of uh, Richie burnish Sonic Blast or something that got me. I mean, it was something I, I remember because you really went off. You were like the yeah. amazing turn two. Yeah. No, it was yeah. like turn one. Even. Yeah, but I don't it, know. it did everything. Yeah. I did it was like so Black Lotus, and here's uh, Lord of the Pit. And it's like, yeah, this is nice. And, and then I it went to hell. Then I took damage from it. The demon. Yeah. Yeah, he hurts. Now, like, nobody likes Lord of the Pits. Okay, how about this one? Uh, Mishra's War Machine, and also you have a Relic Barrier. So you give them Mishra's War Machine, and they have to discard cards every turn. Is that uh, not an option? It's uh, you, you discard if you can. You're obliged. You're obliged to discard. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Like, juxtapose, yeah. Okay, so... Oh, it does, it does three damage. It does three damage if you don't discard. That's not that good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but this is how uh, Gordon, like, I don't know, gets his spirits up, or what, what do we call no, it? Th this is yeah. this is exactly... Cause you mentioned a weird combo part that isn't that good. <laughs> and it's like, now he's searching his phone looking for stuff. Yeah, I've, I've sent I've sent Gordon down the tier four yeah. combo rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. The rabbit hole is getting deeper but and it, deeper. It doesn't just like if you don't discard, it, it does still three damage to you. But it also taps, okay. so you can't attack yeah. with it. So it doesn't. So that's do a lightning bolt every yeah. turn. Yeah. So it's a burn juxtapose deck. No, but th uh, this was actually my next, um, the next thing Segway. on uh, how to keep keep the flame going, so mm -hmm. to speak. Are we talking about relationships now, or <laughs> relationships okay. with old school? Because you, you're looking deep into my eyes as when you say. I'm it. not for those listening, but Seb is Seb. Let's just drink some beer. Yeah, and. Enjoy the awkward pause. Pause? Pause. I, I don't want to do anything to break this up. Yeah. With the 80s smoochy music in the background. <laughs> okay. So, no. Uh, like, talking old school, feeling old school, like doing the things around uh, has been something that helps me, not just playing. Yeah. Like, uh, Meeting the old school people, uh, going to like at NoobCon, I didn't even play. Yeah, and, and I, streaming. I've I've been the same. 
I think I do that as well because during Ivory Cup, I went to commentating instead. Yeah, exactly. You and me sat down instead of oh. playing, and that helps me because you, you you take a break from playing, so yeah. your deck may be fun again or whatnot, but. You get to see everything in a different light, or how, w yeah. how would you uh, describe it? Are you talking with me or with <laughs> with you that does okay. this? Okay, yeah. But, but you need to look more deep into my eyes, as you say. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that I go about in different ways because I think somewhere deep inside of me, I'm afraid of letting go of Magic: The Gathering. I've done that one time when I was. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, you so, should be here, Elliot. So, but, well, what I, well, I think that's one aspect of doing it. Like, okay, let's just have some. It's a game. It's nothing more. Let's let just him talk in drink order. beer and uh, have some fun. And uh, well, that's what you do anyway. It's a, it's a fun way of going about, don't you think, Elliot? Well, I, I think it's clearly more than that for a lot of us who, you know, I could go to my local pub and drink a beer, but I could also, you know, fly, fly to Gothenburg and hang out with a bunch of people I never met before. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that that's that's certainly a different level of, um, of experience, right? Yeah. And commitment. <laughs> and commitment, obviously. But, okay, you, you don't find that, like, in so many formats, but... I do like you do. I find like some pet cards, or it's not like collecting. I don't need the cards, but I like. Oh, that's a cool card. So, like lately, I've been trying to getting a Diamond Valley because I I'm playing some kind of blue red dish uh, with the the eggs. What's the Arabian Nights eggs? Let's uh, sacrifice. No, you don't sacrifice them, but what's, what's it Ro called? Rook egg? Rook egg, yeah. The rook egg, yeah. So I got a, like, uh, Neveros disc, rook egg, hate deck going on. <laughs> and uh, I've been thinking, like, okay, I got blood moons, and if I get a diamond valley, well, then I can use the mana if I play a... Yeah, so then I can play some like ball lightnings because I, but the mana isn't that good otherwise. So this is the route I'm going through. Like, but all I want to do is play rook eggs. So I'm trying to make rook egg work. So I have I have an important question for you. Yes. I also just got a second Diamond Valley. Uh -huh. Is that Gordon singing now? Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how many Diamond Valleys are in a playset of Diamond Valleys, in your opinion? Is it two Diamond Valleys? Is that a playset? Or is three Diamond Valleys a playset? How, how many do you really need? Or that's right. That's what I, that's what I want to know. Because I have two. in Eureka as well. And I'm back. I'm guessing that's why you have them. Or Well, I think Eureka, you have to have four to make a deck around it, right? But I think you can make a Diamond Valley deck. Oh, no, with no, no. Okay. You what, don't need four in what's Eureka. What's the Diamond Valley deck? I haven't. You just described it. It has rook eggs. Okay, I mean, there's yeah, other yeah, things yeah. you can you okay. can do, right? I mean, you can use uh, disharmony and steal your opponent's creatures and then sacrifice them to Diamond Valley, or you can use preacher or things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But or or you could do uh, what was it? Old Man um, of the Hunter, Sea and whatever. Hunter. Yeah, Old Man of the Sea or what Hunter Prendergast played at, at NoobCon this past year. Um, oh, he played uh, with, Lich. with Lich. 
yeah and, and a bunch of like uh, and dancing and scimitar yeah <laughs> see and that's a great example of just uh you know going about like oh, I love of, of coming up with a totally creative yeah. novel take um uh, on something and a new combination of cards it's not optimal yeah. but you, you can win some games with that and and it's a it's a hilarious interaction right so that's i feel like that's really where you want to be looking yeah. um to try to to reignite yeah, but, that, but, that spark, that's, you know. That's the, my wall deck, uh, Pestilence wall deck. <laughs> Go back to <laughs> yeah, but I actually weird, think it okay, can we're be... Okay, we level four. No, I, 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 I like think Dante's it could be Inferno, tier deep two, down now. Okay. 8.5. Um, but, like, you play walls, so uh, you can't be attacked. You, it's, a, it's a bug deck or... Uh, black red blue deck the wall of stone is better than wall of ice but i didn't have any wall of stone so i played wall of ice i don't know my walls well. and uh, b because then you can play one fungus wall, wall of earth is clearly the best red wall though it's only oh, two it's mana earth it's, it's earth so yeah it's, wall of earth yeah. yeah the two mana oh six which one is the guy uh, dying like like approaching the wall it's uh, that's it's red it, it's a wall, probably stone or... Is that stone wall? Earth or stone. Okay. But no, yeah, so you play these walls, <laughs> like uh, two mana and a juice can't attack you, and things like that, and then you play Pestilence, which some decks just can't beat, but it's also your wing con, Pestilence, and you keep it alive by having a wall that stays alive, so the Pestilence alive. You need to play blue for counter spells for disenchants, and then you use Diamond Valleys to survive by sacrificing walls. Six life is not <laughs> nothing against aggressive decks and burn decks. And it also makes you keep the higher life total so you can use the Pestilence as a win con. What do you say about that deck, Elliot? I like it. I think if you're playing Pestilence and Walls, you need to have Wall of Light. That's clearly the best wall to go with Pestilence because it has protection from black. But it's white. But it's but it's white. That's a problem for you. Yeah, that's a good okay. point. That's a problem for like <laughs> I will say I, I I wish that Walls saw some more play in Constructed, mm -hmm. um, and we'll we'll probably talk about this in another episode. Wall um, episode. episode. But uh, we could have a wall episode. There's well, but see, the thing is, episode. walls are quite good in in draft. So if you play cube, walls are strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, they, you're, they you're are. Right. I mean, like, as are the taking wall of air or wall of swords as a, as a completely legitimate choice, right? Um, so like, anyway, we, we, it's kind we, of interesting how much better they can be. As are the, the right played reds and blacks and whatever. A couple of months ago, yeah. wall of swords is fucking like. Oh, sorry for the word. Um, wall of swords is. Choice. Bad ass. Gordon went like Scottish there. <laughs> With a no. Schwarch. Schwarch. Wait, let's see if Rod Smith listens and can tell me if that was Scottish or not. Okay. The, the, so, oh, I, I just want to end my s segment, no, whatever it is, with uh, what I do 
before I get bored and because I'm uh, I don't want to lose magic or whatever uh, yeah you could get drunk of course and you can get cards to like brew it that's like in the spectra what you're doing Gordon and yeah, what Elliot, yeah, like collecting whatever and but the, I keep switching formats as well so that's the way to go about yeah, cause not that we need to leave uh, old school but like uh, yeah trying stuff out because yeah you're not talking about new formats like you, no, you no. play legacy or modern or for god's sake okay. not standard i'm not is that not what you're talking about yeah that's what i'm doing <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry Seb here yeah. is a frequent standard player no yeah but i have a standard format. deck because uh, you know the librarian Okay. <laughs> uh, librarian of Latnam. Yeah. No? Yeah? What? Yeah. Elliot. What's it called? Latnam. Is, it I, is, the, is this a standard card I should know? No, it's yeah, it, uh, it old is, school card, but it's, but it's in standard. The sacrifice oh, this, artifact. Uh, the sage? Oh, the sage. Sage, He's sage of Latnam. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cards. And I, uh, legal. I got it signed like in GP Stockholm for uh, like two weeks ago. I don't know. But before that, I... I understood that I could play with this card and Ornithopters in standard. So I got all my Beta Islands, and I got uh, Ornithopters, and I got Sages, and then I made a deck with that. But I never played it in a tournament or <laughs> with another you, person. You I just sit at home and... You could put Air Elemental in there too, right? Isn't that standard legal? Yeah, and I think uh, you can... Play the. Uh, could you play it? it there, there was a bunch of throwbacks, and I don't know if it was whatever sets. Let's yeah. not. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's leave let's this. Skip the, it was Dominaria. That, that's one way. You could do cube. Yeah. That's you. Can, right you can within. Do that. Within you the old school keep, domain. Yeah. School. That's a good. Exactly. Idea there's well. there's other variants. Um, and and of course, there's also. I don't know if you guys are into uh, into pre-modern or any of these other sort of yeah. newer. Yeah. Newer variants, but that's something I know people have been picking up. I mean, I personally um, have not gotten into to pre-modern because I, I don't really have the cards from that era. My collection doesn't cover um, after 1998, um, and I think there's a lot of cards in there that I would need that I don't have, so I haven't really bothered to jump in. But I think that's you something a lot of people have been. For like ten dollars. <laughs> not really. There's there's some there's some pricey stuff in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if You're you right. compare it to old school, it's like. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like, do I want to spend, you know, a hundred dollars on, on a, yeah. Well, to buy one card, do I want to get a survival of the fittest, or do I want Diamond Valley? <laughs> another Diamond Valley, exactly. Yeah. Like, do you want a deck, or one Diamond Valley? That, he wants I, I want the Diamond, Diamond Valley, Valley yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop asking, yeah. Stupid questions. That's a stupid. Uh, question. No, we we do play some pre-mother. Yeah. It, it may have originated. The inventor, I, I would say that the inventor of the format made Gordon do really well in a tournament. Popcorn, uh, what did you say? Nah, <laughs> I would say Go it, Gordon it's my hates. Nemesis. <laughs> yeah, it's his nemesis. Uh, Martin Berlin, uh, he invented. Yeah, he invented the format, uh, and 
he made Gordon put in at least uh, flying men. No. 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 Okay, the black. I don't know. No. No, you put in a black, but I think he said but flying I, men. No. 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 <laughs> I don't uh, agree. Upon but this he point. was the the one that I brought all my ideas to to get them confirmed. Yeah. Uh, so, so you stole all your ideas from him. That's yeah. what you're saying now. To Martin, me. <laughs> Martin was my ball plunge. Yeah. To brew my first um, uh, UR deck. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's before other people played Flying Man and the Black Splash and why not. Maybe people here and there, but... There was no reports of it, but that was earlier in the format before everyone did tournament reports uh, everywhere on every site. So I can't say anything for sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, All Mar Mar Martin <laughs> and me uh, brewed uh, and talked a bit about that deck and played some tournaments. And it always ended up with him and me in the top eight, with him beating me in the top eight with yeah. the deck. I remember getting a high five from you when I beat Martin yeah. in the old Ivory Tower. Uh, Ivory, no, Ivory Cup. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was very happy when I high fived you. <laughs> that, that's but yeah, your style. He's the, <laughs> he's the creator sides. of Primarin. So Primarin yeah. is uh, originated from Stockholm in Sweden here, but has gone a lot of traction in the last couple of year, yeah. months or. How to speak. Uh, mm. Here we've been playing it for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it's a great format, Elliot. You should try it out. There yeah. are some I, cheap decks. I might try it out one of these days. But, I mean, for me, there's Next there's week. still so much space to play within 93-94. You know, so many car cards I haven't explored. And then variants, you know, yeah. um, which I think so, we were about to about to get to as, as one plan. of the other. Yeah, indeed. About um, another way to, to kind of shake things up a little bit um, if you're if you're getting tired of the same constructed decks. And, you know, and, and it also depends on wh what your your metagame is, right? I mean, I think some people in their local groups, they go and, and the same people have the same decks every time. And you know you play against Troll Disco and Goblins and the deck and Black Rack and you know Mono White and whatever, and that can get tiring. I can understand. I mean, that's not personally my experience because the beasts. Um, I think a lot of them are like me and like to try different decks all the time, so we have a lot of variety shows up. But I think that's probably the case for people in a lot of groups that that it can get a little bit stale. Um, so so one thing I I've been exploring more recently is. Uh, is variants within 93-94, so whether it's EDH or Singleton yeah. or um, other things of that nature. So, And I think that's been getting a little bit more popular as well, along with the rise of pre-modern. Yeah, and that was uh, our next uh, topic, uh, which is quite fun that you had a topic that really coincides with this, and that is different formats within old school. And uh, that's the third topic of the episode but not really it because it's the second of this episode but it because this is this part is two second, of a but the big episode so it's actually the okay. third even though it's the second and it could even be the first we've gone through yeah. a wormhole who knows what it is I, it could be the first because it's am, just so. so connected with the most amazing yeah. segue we've ever created on flipping orb so let's get some topic changing music
So we are back. Was that a good intro? Oh. No. So we're back. Are you just going to keep on doing it until saying? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, that's really great. So we're back yeah. with the part two of the part two. So part three, mm-hmm. and that is we're going to talk about how to spice up your old school life with different no. form. <laughs> spice up your life? No, no, no. no. Spice girls. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. We have oh. Black Sabbath in the uh, in the bar we're at. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the background. That's better than Spice Girls. D- just no. So, yeah. Uh, different forms. Uh, Elliot, makes me st- make me stop rambling. I don't know. I was really enjoying the rambling, Gordon, and particularly the <laughs> two, two plus two equals three. That was a new one for me. Um, no, but this is part <coughs> okay. two. Uh, part two of the part two. It's like part exactly. two mm-hmm. point one. Yeah. But it's also anyway. three. And two plus two is four. So where are we and at? And four is a playset. Really? Of Diamond Valleys. This is now the playset of the episode. All right, perfect. All right. So, that, <laughs> so, that, so that takes us into what I wanted to talk about, which was um, going off of, you know, how to how to spice up the the old school world a little bit. Um, and one way that I think has been gaining a lot of traction lately has been doing for uh, variants on just the typical ninety three ninety four format, whether that's um, you know, Swedish rules where you have, you know, the Swedish restricted list and no fallen empires or whether that's eternal center rules, um, or even our, you know, beasts rules. And there are some other rules variants out there, but those are, those are all sort of your typical and the French rules. Um, there are a few, few different rule sets, obviously. And that's, that's one way to keep things, um, keep things moving is to try playing in different, uh, rule sets. But even beyond that, there are kind of more drastic variants, I think, um, that you could do and that, that people have been, have been trying out more and more, I think recently. Um, so those are things like singleton formats where you play a 60 card constructed singleton deck. Um, and, uh, EDH. Should we take one, should we take one and talk a bit and then the next one or should you leave yeah absolutely everything? i just i just wanted to give yeah. a, a sense of what some of the what some of them are and then we can dive in so i mean there's singleton there's edh which is obviously a singleton format but with a commander um and you know you could have potentially only elder dragons as eligible commanders or other options we can talk about that mm-hmm. um there's a there's a brawl format which is basically like mini commander um, a 60 card commander format um, there's uh, I think we had mentioned you know different restricted lists or or things with you know brew points where you could only use a certain number of the more powerful cards like you know Canadian you'd be restricted to that. yeah exactly um, and, and other other options like that so um, I thought we could we could take some time and explore um, maybe a few of those of those formats. Yeah, that sounds super yeah. good. But uh, should we then talk uh, about uh, the the best of them all, the big format? That was the new thing that everybody talked about: tiny leaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because well, and the best the best thing about tiny leaders was I remember seeing all over the internet when old school started getting really popular globally was oh this is just the next tiny leaders and it'll be a flash in the pan that'll be gone in three months right that's what everybody said about old yeah. school and then tiny um, leaders. Uh, disappeared in old school is here <laughs> still still going strong and has several podcasts even yeah. who knew you think like, you think there was ever a tiny leaders two. podcast <laughs> I wish. there's more than two there's there's quite a few old school podcasts now is, uh, there's not it's, it's more than two podcasts about old school yeah. that, that is 
That is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Now we just need a TV show or YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, like back in the uh, days. I'm on it. Have, uh, Elliot, have you ever seen the like MTV uh, program about Magic the Gathering? Okay, I wish. Well, I don't think I have. What? Okay, this is. I wish this would would have been a live like Joe Rogan-ish uh, <laughs> podcast you're, you're because you're a bit like Joe Rogan. Okay, yeah, but because uh, there's this like clip, everybody should just check it out. This two guys playing Magic the Gathering, but it's it's in the in 90s and it's MTV that's the production team behind this. And it's like girls standing behind each competitors, <laughs> like they're in bikinis, like the uh, they have a bunch of beachish Cisk Cisco Cisco had these like uh, programs there back. Okay, this is the 90s, so it's a weird time and place, but. Uh, one of the competitors, he's having like a bandana tied around his head, like, and the... This, this, is, this is not a Eurosport 2 thing you're talking about. No, this is MTV, and the competitors are playing Magic the Gathering, and they're trying to make it cool, but they're like overdoing it, overstating everything they're doing. I guess my fireball. Yeah, no, not not like that. They're like, oh, but you, but yeah, cool. what, what you got going, yeah. They're trying to make like uh, it more cool than it is. I don't know. It's so, but Elliot, it's so isn't cringy and weird. Cool? <laughs> I, I think I need to save Seb here, and uh, let's let's get back to um, yeah, singleton yeah. variants. <laughs> okay, just check out that clip. Yeah, and time leader. I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, if you want to play Tiny Leaders old school, you're probably one of the only people no, okay. in the world. Because there's six Tiny Leaders, and that's it. So let's get on with it and talk about Singleton. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. I mean, it's it's sort of the most straightforward, right? There's, there's the fewest additional crazy rules involved. Um, so Singleton obviously would just be an old school format where you take whatever sets you want to include. So that might just be the the 93, 94 up through the dark or including Fallen Empires if you want to do that or potentially even going beyond. I've, I've heard of some people wanting to, to do Singleton, you know, going through Homelands or, or other... Um, other sets that I don't really consider to be real sets, but you know, uh, and you build a 60 card deck where you have at most one of one copy of each card and uh, you pretty much go from there as a, as a way to really get some less used cards to shine, uh, that would never make it, you know, in a, in a world where there's four disenchants and four swords to flashes and four lightning bolts running around. Um, you know, you can't play, uh, so many three toughness creatures and, um, you know, silly artifacts and, and things like that. But it really, I think creates a lot of space to explore that, that sort of lower tier of cards that never quite make the cut in a, in a normal constructed deck. So I, I actually really like Singleton. I've had an opportunity to play a few times and something I, I'm hoping to get, you know, be able to do some more. But, I but you're playing like it, all the colors or... No, but uh, that was actually my first thing here before we talk more. Huh? Uh, first of all, you didn't say the except basic lands, but I'm guessing you can play not just one of each basic. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, 
yes certainly the basic lands are exempted from the singleton rule yeah. but the dual lands are not so actually mana fixing is is a big concern in in a singleton format because uh, you can only play worse than usual like yeah much worse than usual because you can only play one of each dual land one city of brass um if you're using fallen empires you can play one rainbow veil um <laughs> but uh but nothing is banned that's it Nothing is well except for the. We're going the by the Swedish part. rules, or what are we doing? No, but you the can difference be, variations, you, you, but yeah. You can do it the same as everything else, but does any old school format have cards that are banned, except the anti cards? Yeah. The, okay. So. Uh, no. Not not that so not that I know of. So okay. it's it's actually the same restricted list, yeah. even if you play. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, wherever well, you so play. That, so that's actually a question. That's actually a question because um, if you don't ban anything for power level reasons in Singleton, then yeah. you do tend to wind up with every deck needing to run blue, right? And every deck having you know at least ten of the same cards, Library of Alexandria, power cards, etc. So I think there is something to be said, and I think different groups have, have tried different things here, but there's no clear best answer. Um, but there's something to be said for banning some cards that are on the restricted list, at least um, in Constructed, uh, for power level. So personally, I, I like banning... Library of Alexandria exactly. and um, and power but, uh, in in Singleton, but uh, you know I think it's a, a decision each group can make about what they really want to promote there. Do you want to promote fast can... starts and, and power and high power level, or do you want to promote you know seeing really weird cards? Yeah, uh, the Norwegians had a tournament a year ago or even longer. I, I actually don't remember uh, where they played Singleton and they they banned a couple of the restricted cards. I don't know if the play banned all of them or just the uh, power cards. I think it was just power nine and maybe library. Uh, just just of that reason. So th th those played ordinary singleton, 60 card decks and whatnot, like, but, but, but they banned some of the restricted cards of the reason you played. Yeah. Can I delve into the Brothers of Fire's version of uh, EDH? Yeah, but we're into Singleton, not EDH. But those well, those are two difference? different things. Okay, so because you have a commander or... Yeah, exactly, in okay. a hundred card okay. deck. Yeah, so sorry, we, we're, com we're coming to that. Elliot, we should talk some more we about We talked about tiny leaders. We? Can um, we talk about... <laughs> has... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, has has either of you guys played uh, Singleton without a commander, old school Singleton? No, because uh, I tried to make um, 2018's Ivory Cup Singleton, yeah, and I got no. brutally <laughs> slashed down by the yeah. whole crew that helps me so organize it. That, like, that's no! part my fault. But you know, when you have a big, big tournament, I feel so like you. I really want to play my old school You decks, want to play like, for real? Yeah, no, not for real. I don't, yeah. I didn't bring the deck or anything, but like, yeah. No, but I can understand that. Like, Singleton yeah. is probably for the guys who have the opportunity to play quite a bit and almost get bored or the things that we play, uh, talked about earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones who play, want to play Singleton. But if you don't yeah, it's also much. it's definitely for the for the frequent player, I think, connoisseurs, and also for people with 
with pretty complete collections. I think it's a yeah. it's a test of your collection, right, to be able to go deep yeah, enough to find um, things that you you know that aren't staples uh, like in the normal Bug format. Wraith, uh, becomes a good playable card. Yeah, and and I I, I really want to play Singleton. Like the, the two-headed giant, two-headed giant, two-headed giant <laughs> of four. Oh yeah, eyes. he's he's yeah. great. Well, and and one thing actually to point out about that is there's no. Uh, sideboard, right? So you need you need to bring everything in your singleton deck that okay. you need, and it's one that, question: is do you, you can do? But you do, do you, three games. It, it is like, a rule. I think I, I've never heard of anybody using a sideboard, but no. um. But, but you do three I, games, or do you usually? Uh, I don't know. Do whatever you want, right? Play. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not. It's but you, what, what do like you, do you said. It's not a format. It's not. It's not a tournament format, right? Okay. I mean, I think, like you said, you mostly like for casual spirit thingies. Mostly for casual games, and and yeah. you know, I don't think I would have a whole all-day eight-round tournament of Singleton necessarily. Although I yes, think that has rounds. been done. I, don't I recall seeing a stream um, of a Singleton tournament the at some Norwegian point? stream there. That, that's Norwegians did, yeah. yeah. And they had um, actually Magnus uh, MG uh, commentating it a bit. That was really fun to see. Just so, because there, there end up being so many cards that most people actually don't no, because they aren't play. They aren't good enough to be played when you can play four Juicem Jin or Serendipitous, but they're good enough in Singleton, and that's what I like. So, like Angus McKenzie just shows up, and Sira Arian. No Sarah Angel. That's <laughs> how it's pronounced. I have no idea how to. Sarah Angel. How, would, how do you pronounce uh, Xira's Sarah. name, El Elliot? Yeah, Seb's got it right. It's Sarah Angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you, you have it right. Like... It's it's Sarah Arian. Well, actually, no, I wanted to say, though, um, because we actually recently published uh, Singleton Rules, the, the Beasts um, oh, nice. of the Bay did, on our website, so I can tell you what, what we have for our rules. But like Please I said, do. I mean, I think every every group does it differently. Um so it is what I just described, 60 cards, you know, singleton of everything except basic lands. There's no sideboard. Um, specifically, we do have a banned list uh, beyond just the anti-cards, which is um, the Power 9 except for Time Twister. So Time Twister is allowed, uh, but the rest of the Power 9 is banned. Like an EDH. L like, which like we're like not an EDH, talking right? about, guys. No. We're not we're talking <laughs> about no. uh, Brain Geyser is also banned. City in a Bottle is also banned. Uh, Library of Alexandria and Mind Twist. So that is the banned list, is basically eight of the Power Nine, um, Brain Geyser, City in a Bottle, Library, and Mind Twist. Why so are the thinking, why City in a Bottle? So the thinking there was that uh, this there's so many Arabian Nights cards that don't get a chance to see play in Constructed because of the pressure of City in a Bottle. And it could be such a devastating removal card if somebody's whole game plan involves Arabian Nights cards. Um, but, but then that... again, there's only 77 Arabian Nights cards, uh, not even half playable even in a single turn. And would you play a sit in a bottle if it was allowed when people play like one Serendipity and one use um, and maybe we talked about the Diamond Valley, uh, so... Diamond Valley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think if you... Because you only get one of everything, so many, of the, so many of the decent creatures in Old School are in Arabian Nights that it might unduly favor 
creatureless decks. Okay, um, I mean, that's I, I don't know I don't know that that's a you know obviously the right choice, but that's the choice that we kind of made for this initial rule set. Could could change in the future. Hmm. Uh, can can so, I yeah, sidetrack so because I love sidetracking? Of course, that's what we do here. Okay, so. Uh, I have uh, in my blue-red rook egg deck that we talked about earlier, I play Sidina Ball. I play two of them. No, maybe one in the sideboard and one in the main. But that's weird, right? How do you go about playing rook egg and Sidina Ball? You don't. Well, you do. Why is it good? Or as as long as you play the rook egg first, then the city in a bottle removes it, and you get a rook token. Exactly. Absolutely, but okay. after that, you can't play your other rook eggs. Yeah, but you need to be smart, Gordon. Okay. Then that you was just a need Sa then you just need Sage of Latinam to remove the city in a bottle. Sage <laughs> or the like you got your discs and uh, yeah. Okay, let's go back to the Singenton. Uh, Thingy. What kind of decks are you playing? Like, do, you, do everybody? I asked about like, you're not playing five colored or what? What, what do you see? So yeah, I mean, five color would be very difficult because of the the mana fixing issue, right? So I think really you're limited to at most three colors and really a two color deck, um, which you don't see very often in constructed because it's so easy with City of Brass, City of Brass, and and all the dual lands to, to splash a third color. Um, so I think two, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for two color decks to, to shine. Okay. Yeah, but because I I looked into the singleton format and thought about a variant, <laughs> a variant of the variant. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, in Gordon's house, what are no, we doing? Like, what would happen if you allowed? Uh, play sets of duels in a ah. singleton format. Ask Elliot. Would it be better or worse? Exactly. Better or worse or what would happen? Like, So people with a two-color deck could play four of the right duel, but people could also play 40 duels. Uh, probably not. Uh, well, I... It could... You could make a deck with a lot of colors to actually use a lot of singleton stuff everywhere and here and there and why not what do you think elliot allowing I, duels i think the problem is you quickly run out of space and because there are certain cards particularly artifacts that every deck is going to want like every deck wants an icy manipulator every deck mm -hmm. wants a jmd tome every deck wants belwar stone right um mm. That if you, part part of the great thing about a singleton format is forcing creativity and forcing you to dig deep from the constraint, and so I think if you let up the constraints too much, then you sort of lose that. So that's that's my feeling on it is that it's actually nice to kind of be forced into two colors, or I mean you can try for three colors and maybe you, you splash another one, but um, but it's going to be a bit of a challenge, and I think that's good because there are too many good cards even to just run one of each of them in each color. That if you just have a five color good stuff deck, then then you haven't really gone very far away from constructed, yeah. right? I, I like when you're strained to not do too many crazy stuff and not being able to play whatever. The only thing got going for Gordon suggesting is like 
maybe Blood Moon and uh, I don't know, whatever, some I kind of know, card just an does idea something. I, I agree that maybe some legendary creatures and what what you what are your what, what on top of your head, Gordon? No, but my, my thoughts were more cards getting played. Like even two colors are hard without duels, and three colors impossible, not not really, but almost. And I w I would like to play more color, especially with Singleton, mm -hmm. because. Two color singleton seems to me, this is without playing, seems to be a bit restrictive. Like white. Like white doesn't have enough cards to be playable in a singleton format when you maybe can play two colors. Because after they have, after you check like five creatures, the rest isn't even playable in singleton compared to green and black I, creatures. Or I, like I think I, I challenge you to, to try building a two-color singleton deck and see if you have trouble finding cards to fill out the slots. My experience has been I have find 90 cards I want to put in, and it's really hard to cut 30 of them to get to just 60. <laughs> okay. But, but you're not going in a specific direction then, I guess? You're like... you're. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're about like how I would go about when I played the ETH or whatever. I'd like, okay, this is a powerful card, this is a powerful card, this is a powerful card, and then I'm. How do you go about when you have that access of cards? Or yeah, I mean, there's two there's two approaches you could take, right? One is just find the most powerful cards in the colors you chose and jam them all in there. Yep. Um, the other would be to try to find some actual synergy, which is more challenging when you don't have multiples of, of something, right? So you yep. need to find synergy between cards with similar effects but not quite the same effect. And I think that's an interesting challenge. I mean, I think you want to have some of that for your deck to actually be good. Um, they can't just be, okay, I have a mana curve and, you know, some creatures and some spells. Yeah, I mean, that, that might work. Is, uh, is an, a thing to go about as well, I guess. But <laughs> what right. I'm I think the, to say I think the minimum the minimum you can do is try to fill out your mana curve, have a mix of creatures and spells, and pick the most powerful you know ones in the colors that you want along that. That that's sort of the the minimum approach. But it's what's what's an interesting challenge is to actually find some synergy within that and make some make some decisions about. Um, you know, okay, if I'm playing red, am I going to include ATOG and then ways to, you know, make ATOG better? Am I going to, you know, if I'm playing white, am I going to include color hosers and, and yeah. you know, what can I do with that? You know, that kind of thing. Okay. I, I got two questions before we move on because Gordon uh, really needs us to go along because he's, he needs to pee or something. I don't know. I need to do the pee pee and the shake shake. The poo poo? <laughs> no, no, no. I need to check uh, some technical issues. Okay. Okay, so two questions. Uh, first, how fast is the format? Question number one. Go. Slow. <laughs> okay. So but not, I mean, not unreasonably slow, right? It's just, it's certainly more of a um, top-down.
deck dependent format, right? Because there's not as much reliable uh, deck manipulation or card draw even at then old school constructed, which already doesn't have that much of that. So it's a little more random. Um, and a little more mm-hmm. more high variance, uh, I think, uh, of, of, well, of what you happen to draw. In what way is it random? This is not my second question, by the way. <laughs> well, because like I said, there's there's not as much, um, you know, you can only have one Sylvan library. There's only, there's no Ancestor Recall. There's no, you can't have four JMD tomes, et cetera. There's not as much um, ways to get consistency across your across your draws so each game is going to play out differently um so there's just more variance right uh, it's sort of like going from from say legacy where there's a lot of consistency in how each yeah. game plays out like to old school old school seems very high variance uh-huh. but going from normal constructed old school to old school singleton is even more high variance yeah so if you like that that's you know that's one of the things that's that seems fun with the formats yeah uh, uh, and seeing cards that don't usually see play. Yeah, and that that's my second question. Like, what cards are... Because when EDH became a format, we're not talking about EDH, <laughs> like, then some cards became like, this is a must-include. And that's the way in all different co- formats. Like, you have different cards that you like, oh, this is really good. Have you met any cards in Singleton that like, okay, we're playing this card, but it's not that good in like old school. You, you said Isimilar Player and Yamedi yeah. Tomb and things like that. But that, that are those cards are good, good in cards in yeah. old school, but are must includes in singleton do you have a couple of examples like that that are in old school maybe not good enough but are must includes in singleton well we probably have to go into each color i mean those are those are the obvious artifact Take choices one from each color yeah um i mean there's also lands uh, so Take like from each you color. know no pick- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think, too. I mean, all right, let's see. I'm looking at a blue and red uh, singleton deck. Mesa that I made. Okay. Mesa Vith yeah, is probably a... Mesa Vith is the land that you have to have, for sure. Um, Caracas, see, uh, is it even good? Uh, well, so in, in EDH, this that'll probably be banned, legends, right? In but in, uh, singleton. Yeah, but in, in singleton, regular singleton, it's not. So yeah, that's pretty good. Say that okay, yeah. Um, I would think uh, Howling Mine you're going to want in most games um, in Singleton. Why? That's interesting. Uh, because you just need every, you want everything to go faster. Um, hmm. Basalt Monolith also potentially because yeah, you, you wind up having to go higher on the, the mana curve um, to, you yeah. know, there's, there's more five and six mana spells getting played, I think, in Singleton than there would be in, in Constructed. So Basalt Monolith becomes better. our turn three. No, four. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> then we get Ruberg Order, uh, like say white. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find a white a deck with white that I've made. I mean, off the top of my head, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you Trying do you guys do have ideas? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. White preacher. Preacher. No, yeah, yep. Not a must include. But yeah, but almost. Because most creatures are probably quite... I think... It, creature combat is more like a limited game. I, I would go with... Would okay, good. that's my choice. Yep. Resurrection. Yeah, Resurrection is a good one as well, I think. What do you think, Elliot? 
Well, I want to say land tax, but that does see play in constructed, but only in particular decks. Yeah. I think I think land tax is a must include yeah. in, a, in singleton. That's yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of basics. So, yep, that sounds yep. good. That's a then really we have blue. good card, I guess. But what do you think about resurrection? I think I think I would put it in if I had a. Um, some synergy with it, right? Okay. In, a, yep. in, a, in a graveyard or, you know, and, and also actually another land, you know, is um, Bazaar Baghdad, I think is worth is worth mm -hmm. playing um, in the singleton just to see see some more cards, right? Okay. Because and Desert. The, Desert's not bad either. Is it because you see them more impactful cards or? Yeah. Okay. Well, I buy that. Especially so if you have the land tax. All right, in blue. Well, what do you, what do you think? I'll throw it to you first. Hmm. If you play blue, you play a counter spell. Oh, mana drain, of course. Yeah. Uh, control uh, magic. Those, those are played. We, we're yeah, but those are played. We we want something magic. that you wouldn't otherwise see. Yeah, control magic for sure. You have to have. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's seen pretty often, but in sideboards, uh, I would say boomerang. clone. 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 Yeah. Is a good one. That's uh. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I, mean, yeah. I would say boomerang as well. As a removal spells are quite hard. Ah, uh, no, I want to go with okay. boomerang. It's double uh, blue and whatever. One more Elliot of blue before next color. Uh, I mean, old man of the sea. I think is uh, yeah. is, like is going to be yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. similar so to preacher. Black then, Seb first. Black that doesn't. I think you need to have terror. I guess. Yep. yep. There doesn't seem more much play otherwise. Uh, some play. I would say the same card as I've mentioned earlier in the episode, Bogwraith. Bogwraith? Yeah. No. It's, it's a good creature. I think it's, Terror it's not is a, a must include, but it's a good creature. More of an include. Terror, absolutely. Yeah. I don't I'm trying to Because it's a slow card. format, otherwise. Paralyze, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I was going for that, but it's a slow format, so that no, that's, that's not, not that good, enough. I guess. Obliette is a must Okay, include. I know yeah. it. Oop, that's a good one. Royal Obliette Assassin. Sure. Yep, I was going to yeah. say Royal Assassin. Yeah. That's that's a must include for black for sure. Yeah, and and good. and that's one of the gr thing, great things about this is you very rarely see Royal Assassin in a constructed deck, but that's one of those cards that everybody yeah. loves and and you know has strong feelings about. So it's Maybe great to have an option. Maybe the Sorceress Queen. No. Not a must include probably, but No, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, better. Okay. Then we have red. Okay. Uh, lightning Bolt and Chain Lightning are must-includes if you play red, but they are played in are race, so... I don't, I don't know, I really. will say Disintegrate. I don't think that... Okay. Uh, because Fireball I don't think Lightning Bolt... Maybe Lightning... Yeah, of course Lightning Bolt, but I don't think Chain Lightning is a must-include, depending on how many colors you have or whatever. No, because it's, it's a slow format, you don't kill everything with it, I guess. But it's... What do you think, Elliot? Yeah, I don't actually think Chain Lightning is that strong. Honestly, Lightning Bolt's not even that strong yeah. um, in in Singleton. You need uh, the thing is you need kind of reusable threats to some degree um, if you can. I mean, some spot removal obviously you're going to have, but but only the strongest possible choices. So yeah, Lightning Bolt of course is probably going to make the cut. Chain Lightning I kind of don't think is likely to make the cut. Disintegrate should probably be in there. Um, one one that I think doesn't doesn't usually see play, but would in Singleton is Fissure. 
Hmm. Yeah. yeah. In this That's low a format, really Fisher is a choice. real good card. Right. And it gives you, you know, some more flexibility, right? Which is something you need when you only yeah. have a few cards to choose from. I've been um, playing, another, yeah. another, another one I would, yeah. I would mention for red uh, is Aladdin. Okay, ah. take artifacts because everyone plays ice in uh, yeah. tomb and yeah. Yeah. everybody's yep. playing everything. So let's remove all. Seems good. Okay, then we have the last color. We're, we're not doing the Green. golden colors. Okay, <laughs> but my choice for red. Yeah, let's go to the next color. <laughs> Green. Now it's your turn, Elia, to be first. Uh oh, I got to pick first for green. Let's see. Yeah, we would pick first um, for every other color. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Sylvan Library you have to have, but that's played, but that's played. in, in Wild construction. Wild growth, maybe. Because uh, 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 ramping is uh, good. Non mox like birds and, of paradise. And only one maybe. bird and one yeah, bir land of birds. War. Birds is definitely going to be included, but those are played. All right, okay. for ones that are not played, I would say Wild Growth. De Desert Twister is similar to Fissure, right? Mm -hmm. It's just kill anything. Um, Singing Tree, I think, is worth is worth considering. Uh, yeah. um, Untamed Wilds also is, is probably better ramp than Wild Growth, and that, that lets yeah, you get another color if you need it. Untamed Wilds is better than uh, Wild Growth. Yeah. Okay. Do you see, uh, like, land destruction in any way? Well, I think that's a, I think that's a, a question. You know, like we were saying before, Maze of Ith is, is pretty powerful. You could imagine people playing Island of Wok Wok or other other maybe you know, good lands like that. Or so, something in green that yeah, maybe an ice storm. I mean certainly a strip mine. Certainly a strip mine. But the mm -hmm. question is can you can you justify some more slots beyond that? Yeah. I don't know. Can you dig it? <laughs> yeah, or sorry. Yeah, kick it. But um, so, ending thoughts on Singleton Elliot before we go to the format that Seb has mentioned many a times. What? No. Well, no. My, my, my ending thoughts on Singleton are if you want to, you know, get a Shivan Dragon or a Mahamodi or a Royal Assassin or any of those yeah, iconic but not quite good enough for constructed cards that we that we all remembered and, and played, you know, in 1994, or at least many of us did, um, I think it's a great, great way to have an yeah. opportunity to get, get some of those, those fun older um, cards that don't quite make the cut. I'm getting Ooh. more and more into it as we're talking. Yeah, so we should have done Library Cup Singleton next year, next time. So uh, next format will be EDH. So for this next, next topic then, I'm going to leave it to Seb who eats my fries right mm -hmm. now. And uh, Seb, we told uh, the audience that the next topic is EDH. That's it? Yeah. Okay. As you've talked about it so many I times, don't know I think is. you should take the lead. Okay. I'll eat some fries and you talk. Okay. So. Will you share your fries with me, Gordon? I'm hungry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you need <laughs> How many do you need? So, a lot of people been playing EDH for a bit of a time. But the Brothers of Fire, they have their own Highland, Highlander rules, I guess. So, regarding the ban list and whatever. Can you tell us what EDH whatever. stands for? So, you need to have a commander. 
Can you tell us what E D H? Elder, Lander, Dragon, whatever. E D H. Elder, E Dragon. Elder Dragon. You you caught him, huh? Elder Dragon. I wasn't expecting that. La it's it's quite fun. I don't know. It's it's good if it's good if Gordon can uh, can get one over on Seb since usually it's the other <laughs> way around. Time. So Elliot, what does EDH stand for? Elder Dragon Highlander. So Elder Highlander Dragon, being yeah. being Singleton. So we're going we're building off of Singleton, right? Which yeah, we just talked why, about. Why does oh, Highlander mean? Because you can learn to be one. <laughs> Singleton. So. Let's that, go on. That's, Seb Let's can, move on. Seb can tell us that. Why does Highlander means singleton? Tell us the story. Because there's a famous movie that's called Highlander. With the best actor ever, not John Connery. Okay, yeah. That has uh, resting bitch face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's always like kind of angryish. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, like no, he can't act for shit. But yeah. the movie is amazing. Yeah, and um, the tagline is Seb. There can only be one. There can be only one. There can only be one. There can be only one. <laughs> but yeah, so that means Singleton and Elder Dragon, as we all know, are who can count. Elliot or Seb, who is first to say the five Elder Highlander Dragons Mega Man? Okay, I, I don't Elder know. Dragons. Elliot, give me the five. I can. I Arcades can Sabbath. That's Chromium. One. Two. Vivictus Asmati. Uh oh, I'm out of alphabetical order now. Okay, yeah. That's uh, okay, that's three. Nic Nicol Bolas. Bolas, I know that one. Uh oh, what's the fifth one? What's the fifth one? Uh. Oh, I got it. so excited. He like punched the mic with his. Uh, I don't know. Not not his. Uh, help me with the fifth one. Help me with the fifth one, Sam. I don't know any of them. And I, I just knew uh, Bolas. Palladium Morris. Palladium Morris. That's what it is. Nice. Yeah. I I I wouldn't have. Been I tried able to from give you time to uh, Google that. So. Is it top of my mind or top of my head? Top of my mind. I don't know. It, it's top of top. I see it. Oh, no, okay, whatever. Let's. Yeah. Uh, so those are the Elder Dragons, and the format Elder Dragon Highlander was created by the judges Sean, of uh, the Manorim, one of the level five judges from the old days for his old crew, many yeah. many years ago, and it means. Today, if you ask any Magic player, it means you play a format with a general, which is one legend. And after that, you build a hundred deck, 99, yeah, 99 card, card deck, deck. Uh, that can only include the same mana symbols as your commander, your mm -hmm. general, which was an elder dragon from the beginning. But now it's any legend, or maybe not. Let's talk more about that later. And the deck can only include the color in your commander's mana cost. And it's singleton, yeah. it's 99 cards, and, and the and commander. You don't need to have those dragons we mentioned. 
We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Your commander's mana cost or color identity is called. That's what you can play in the deck. And the big thing here is your commander sits around in like some special zone that's not exile not the your hand zone. or command zone uh, and not carrier your has arrived <laughs> and uh, when your commander is in your command zone you can was that a starcraft him. reference yes yeah. <laughs> glad you took it it took, took me a second took me a second to get that <laughs> but you must construct additional pylons Okay. Nope. Uh, no, but you can always cast your commander if it's in your command zone. But every time you cast him, except for the first, he can cast two more for each time you cast him before. So the first time it's the same cost as always. The second time it's the same cost as he costs plus two. The third time you cast him, it's plus four, and so on. Whenever your commander dies, get exiled, get bounced to your hand, or shuffled into your library, uh, changes the zone from the battlefield to anywhere else, you can choose to instead put him in your command zone. So if he dies, you put him in command zone again, and... It's essentially in your hand, but costs two more to play. Should I say anything no. else about the EDH rules, Elliot? 40 life. There's 40 starting life. And there's 40 starting life. And then, what's old school commander? And what do you do? And what's the special rules? And how well, about and, what? And, and uh, commander attack damage counts as uh, separately yeah. from regular damage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's some things to get into, so you need to address some aspects of the game that's different from what you're used to, but I think Commander is such a big part of magic now, so if you haven't been living under a rock or whatever, you, you've at least heard of it. But why should we wait about the commanders? You have a you have a commander. Does it have to be one of the other dragons? Was that the first uh, rule of the game, or what? What what was the thing about that, Gordon? Yeah, when it was created, it was Elder Dragon Highlander. There were the five different generals, three colors each. But that that quick <laughs> that quickly changed to all legends and Elliot uh, you played EDH in old school do you play you can choose any legend that is the normal new EDH uh, rules or commander rules or do you play with only the elder dragons as commander we we actually go beyond uh, just the legends so the, the beasts rule have what? adopted um EDH rules for old school that specifically allow you to use any legendary creature, or you can also use any of the creatures uh, from the old school card pool that have proper names. So there's a there's a handful of them, but they you know they should have been printed as legends, but were not. But they for were example, uh, for legends uh, like right. Alibaba, Al Ali from Cairo, Abu Jafar, Alibaba, Aladdin, King Suleiman, and then uh, uh, Sinbad, and then uh, Nile Sylvain from the Dark. Although he's pretty terrible, and uh, Uncle 
uncle Istvan from the dark. Um, <laughs> uncle. He, he's uncle, actually uncle. decent. So that, yeah. and the good thing about that is it allows you to play a monocolor commander deck if you really want to do, although you probably wouldn't want to. But like, Ali from Cairo seems quite good in EDH. Like yeah. old school EDH. Maybe he shouldn't like, be a commander, I guess. Very, very good. But okay, you you can't you can only play red, so you can't protect him that much. But you can always replay. Uh, also, one more rule: usually, EDH are is played multiplayer. You're four people. Yeah. Playing, um, and it's free for all. Four player, free for all. Do you play it uh, one on one or four player? We we've played it four player, yeah. Um, I mean that ha adds a whole different dynamic and changes how you might what you might want to put in your deck too, right? Because it, it really puts a premium on reusable um, card advantage and reusable threats and and things like skull of orm and 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 whatever that you might be able to uh, get something back to use multiple times that might not be that important in a one-on-one -on -one game but in a large multiplayer game that'll go for a long time you know potentially two hours or more uh you really you really need those reusable items that um i, w I wanted to get go deep like from from the start i wanted to uh, start talking about Brothers of Fires and their uh, Elder Dragon Highlander. Yeah. Uh, and their approach. And I think it's based from the... There's a Canadian Highlander where you uh, have points. And they have a point system. And I don't know, stop me if this is like too... <laughs> weird but okay so you have 10 points to spend on your deck like most cards don't cost anything to play but they have like if you need if you want to play an ancestral recall in your deck you spend seven points and if you want to balance you spend one point if you want to bring acer you spend five points if you want to have a Black Lotus, you spend seven points. And if you want the Demonic Tutor, you spend five points. Okay. I see, well, okay. it's, it's just a few more, sorry. Okay. Uh, I see one point, Yame de Tome, three points, Mace of It, two points, Mirror Universe, eight points, Animox, three points, Recall, four points, Sol Ring, three points, Time Walk, six, I don't know why that is. Time walk seven and transmute artifact one. So we have a point yeah. system and we have all of these cards that are seem too good or whatever. But 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 like sorry the twitching brothers. Sapphire. This these points are horrendous. Like right. Black Lotus is a good card, but in a hundred card deck, no. it's an okay card. Yeah, it's on recording. Yeah. And <laughs> ancestral recall for seven and brain gazer for five. Brain gazer in a slow multiplayer format is like way better than ancestral recall. Or what? What would you say, Elliot? Yeah, Bra brain gazer is basically the best possible card. Yeah, and that's five points in their version, and Ancestral Recall, seven. 
Ancestral is a good card, but in a multiplayer format, you have seven cards, your opponents have 21. So drawing three isn't that amazing as in a one against one format, but Brain Geyser drawing you 10 cards. Yeah, that's actually something. Hmm. Yeah, this is a bit strange, but yeah. But um, what do you like or dislike about this, Elliot? Well, EDH as a whole, not their... Okay, EDH as a whole, yeah, EDH as a whole, I, I, I like a lot getting to, to potentially um, use some of these unusual gold gold-bordered creatures to do fun stuff um the, the particular point system i'm not wild about uh, i think it just adds a lot of complexity to trying to figure out what to put in your deck um and you know i'd, I'd rather just have a you know a band list and, and not worry about some some mathematical formula to determine what can go in my deck but maybe that's just me but, but it's a way to go about like before you ban all the like Gordon mentioned earlier you don't have any restricted cards or whatever but yeah yeah but like Soul Ring 3 points on Black Lotus 7 mm -hmm. yeah, I would rather have a Soul Ring yeah like oh yeah. my starting hand has a Black Lotus yeah that's cool and all my starting hand has a Soul Ring oh hell yeah but nobody's doing this so they are in the forefront whatever so we can't like put them down for their play group might see some different place or whatever. So, but the rules are Swedish old school rules, and yeah, check out their their site if you you're into it in any way. Which is what? Brothers of Fire London. Blogspot.com. Okay, that is Gordon eating French or American fries. Freedom fries. Freedom fries, fries. yeah, okay. Uh, Elliot, you always call them freedom fries, don't you? That's right, we've been, we've been calling them that for 15 years now. <laughs> Going on. So, yep. should we no, move on? Um, no. It is just a fun for me. It's, it's quite similar to, um, as we said, Singleton. A lot of unusual card gets played. But the big difference, I would say, is the general, that you have one creature that you always have access to, which can, uh, in ordinary EDH, Commander, make you build your deck around that card, like, say, Simbad. So you build your... D okay, that would be a mono-blue Commander. But, yeah, you, you'd play Field of Dreams in that deck because knowing the top card is good. And... Okay. Yeah, Gordon, maybe Gordon is, is uh, going down his kind of rabbit hole-ish yeah, thing here. Yeah, I always realized... Well, it's, it, sounds like, it sounds like there's not that many. I mean, that's the thing. Um, they... And some of them are, are pretty terrible. I mean, you're probably not going to be playing, you know, tuck near Deathlock as your commander, most likely. Yeah. Or, or Riven Turnbull. There's only a few. I mean, I think we should think about what are the ones you might actually choose, right? Because mm -hmm. some of them are are quite powerful. See, um, it needs to be see, legendary. Yep. Right. 
So what what legends do we have? We mentioned Zira the dragons. Zira and Orden should be probably two of the top choices. But and you guys Serata, some of the legends, like added them. Yeah, uh, I haven't read into this enough, so <laughs> I don't know. Can you take? Can you give us top five legends? Top five. Angus legends. McKenzie, maybe. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it, it also matters what colors you want to play, right? Because um, you know, it's not just a choice about the creature; it's about what color combination okay, uh, you want to do, and then you kind of back into the creature a little bit. Um, so for blue, green, white, I think Ang Angus McKenzie is worth considering, but you also have Rubinia Soulsinger, which is pretty amazing for stealing other people's commanders. So I yeah. personally, if I were if I wanted to play blue, green, white, I would play the Rubinia um, yeah. for sure. And, and in fact, there's. You play prison or not, but prison may not be a thing. You just play all the good cards, I guess. Anyway. Yep, that, that's that's a big problem for me. To, uh, seeing EDA Joe's goal, like well, the card pool is so small, isn't it? so I've choose these three colors. Every deck in those three colors would look the same. Or would you correct me on that, Elliot? Because that, that's. That's my thought about it. Like, there there isn't enough cards to actually make different EDH decks. Um, I I don't agree. Not in my experience. I mean, I think in in blue, green, white. If we're taking that as an example, you might try to do a bunch of ramp and have big creatures and have that be your strategy. You might try to do more of a prison strategy and shut everything else down. Um, those are those are pretty different ways you could go about it, depending on what you want to do. So I, I think there's a lot of a lot of room to try different things. I mean, yeah, there's certain cards that you're going to play no matter what, like Swords to Plowshares and Birds of Paradise and whatever. Alex. But uh, and balance. But there's but there's a fair amount of room in there. Um, you know, for, if you this if you want to do is banned in ordinary EDH. In ordinary EDH, ah, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Perhaps it should be banned in uh, in ours as well, but um, in, uh, but Rubinia, you know, we were talking before about Preacher and Diamond Valley, right? Like that's an angle you can go if you if you have Rubinia as your commander, right? Yeah. As stealing stealing things and uh, repeatedly, right? And that's yeah. a, that's a whole particular strategy. The, the, it's in the, the Birds of Fire's age the library mind twisting Caracas are banned, and I guess Caracas yeah, Caracas is, should always yeah. be banned. And I kind of agree on uh, library and mind twist, but uh, whatever. I don't know about mind twist actually, because mm -hmm. if you have, if because you have um, a, such a slow format, or and, and right, there's only one of your opponent that will be kicked in the. Ass. That's right. But yeah, things that just do something to, uh, you know, targeted removal or targeted effects like that that only yeah. affect one player or one creature are are not at their best in a multiplayer commander format. You really want Wrath of God and Armageddon and things like that much more than you want Mind Twist or Swords of Plushers. But that's why there are. I'm just keep focusing on like the more. Like Wrath uh, of God no, is a must include if you play white. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what kind of deck you. But, no, but, no, 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 no. <laughs> Always. Okay. Like, like with the balance. No, like Wrath of God is an actual. I play quite a bit ordinary DH. That's one of my few formats outside old school. Uh, there's French high French commander. So I guess. Uh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. EDH, Just one thing. What do we have? What, you, you play one on one in uh, like regular Highlander, 
and they have different rules and so of course when you play multiplayer you I, I completely agree with mind twist and maybe library I don't know what did we come up with with library library is an okay card it's an Not. okay card <laughs> okay so library and uh, Caracas is like a no-no anyway we agree on that yes okay do, do we need to add any bank cards I haven't played this format at all so oh I wanted to add one other errata which I think you can consider either for singleton or for um, for EDH which yeah. is ring of Maroof uh, and allowing that to get since you don't have a sideboard, at least in EDH, you definitely don't have a sideboard. And in Singleton, as I've played it, you normally don't. Um, Ringer Maroof can get you any card you own as long as you don't already have a copy of it in your deck. Okay. Maybe Exile no, cool Pile or something. No, but like any card you own. Okay. But you have to bring it with you, right? That's, the, that's of course, the problem but, with Ringer Maroof. What do you have in, you could like okay. Here's a Tarmogoyf for something weird. Here's a oh no no, but that that would be allowed un under the existing uh, EDH rules, <laughs> okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, like here's an unglued card. This is actually here's my chaos confetti yeah. or what's it called? I don't know. Because this is actually, uh, if you look at Ringu Maruf, it can actually get you. Any, any card yeah. in your collection during modern day errata. Because uh -huh. many people think that the modern day errata is you can only get a card from your sideboard. Yeah, that's the wishes. Uh, I think that the burning wish and the cunning wish. And they may say so that they're modern cards. I don't know. That's, those cards are. But no, th those are something. also outside the game, I think. No, you can't get anything from your exile or anything. You just can't get something. You can get something from your sideboard. That's whatever. Okay. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure they say outside of the game. Just no. Yeah, they say that, but exactly. you can only get something no, from your Seb, sideboard. No, come on. Listen to what I'm going to say and you will understand. Yeah, they say like the same thing. To what you're saying. And Ringo Maruf says the same thing. And it's not errata. It's in the Wizards of the Coast tournament rules there is why the where a clarification stands where if a card references a card outside the game it references a card in your sideboard so that's actually a Wizards of the Coast tournament rules and as most old school groups say to Wizards of the Coast and don't play by the tournament rules because like collector's editions and things like that wouldn't be included but they shouldn't have anyway. and um, so it's actually not in the game rules or card rules that you can't get a card outside your sideboard that's a tournament rule thing and most people don't follow that so uh, maybe Ring on my roof always should be able to get a card that you own and not only the cyborg even in uh, regular old school listeners what do you think about that please comment uh, at the site wakwak.se during like the episode title thingy we have a comment section in the below or on twitter or on instagram or wherever you get your fix Okay. But K 
can, can I, I end this with the mulligan rules of uh, the Brothers of Fire? You have a Paris mulligan that's not played. Instead, after drawing their initial seven cards, either player may declare a gentleman's mulligan. What's that, Gordon? I have no idea. Okay. Do you know what that's, what that is, Gron? No, no, Gron. <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> uh, I'm getting too drunk here, man. Elliot. Yes, from Grand Prix Paris or something no. a million years ago. Pro Tour Paris? I don't know. Gentlemen's I'm making it up. No, no. Mulligan. It's not a Paris mulligan. It's a gentleman's mulligan. Do you know what? Oh, that where is? you where you get a free mulligan? No, when that's in the rules. Yeah, uh, there. No, you could have won. No, that's not you? in the rules. No, Sorry. no. <laughs> okay. Guess what's the gentleman's okay. mulligan? A gentleman's mulligan is. You always get a free mulligan if you wish. <laughs> wish? That's and, a uh, Yeah, you get a free mulligan. That's my guess. Elliot? I think so. I think we've played that way with, with, uh, with Highlander. It's just, you can take a free seven, and then after that, you go to normal mulligan rolls. So, do you guys... You play the wizard tournament. Uh, yeah. Go on. What's the, the what, mulligan what do you do rules yeah. of the wizard tournament? There are no mulligans. Okay, but what? The, the first mulligan rules, uh, yeah. is that what you're getting at? Mm -hmm. You show your hand okay. if it contains seven or zero lands, mm -hmm. or all or zero, you can take a free mulligan. Yeah. Is that a gentleman's mulligan? Not really, but that's... Where um, I think it's from, I guess, because uh, you may declare a gentleman's mulligan and show your hand to your opponent. Opponent, uh, if it ha contains zero or one land mana source, really. Okay, so it's edited there. Uh, or six to seven mana sources. So, <laughs> so if you're mana screwed or mana flood, that player may shuffle their deck and draw a fresh seven. So, so it's almost the same, except yeah. they go one step further. You can have one land. And there's no six. limit to the number of gentlemen's mulligans that can be declared. So Elliot, that's do you like uh, it? no, yeah, I don't like that as well. I, I like the original EDH uh, ruling, which is you, I can put in if I. I have seven cards, and I put in four cards because I okay. I have seven cards. I've drawn seven cards, <laughs> and uh, I oh I don't have any lands here. I need more lands. So, uh, but th these two cards or three cards, they're good. He's showing this in his uh, on it's his it's hands, like it's like right playing now. poker when you wanna you wanna exactly. throw away some cards and take some, yeah. some new ones. I, so I, I don't I don't I, I don't think that works with magic. I, no. I put in. Four of my seven cards, but then I only get to draw three. 
So that and and I can so keep doing that as long yeah. as I want. So I can keep my I one can card him or two on cards how it really is ah, or yeah. was. Because okay. uh, EDH, like real EDH, not old school EDH, has changed their rules to say the Mulligan rule is the same as in any other game of Magic. Ugh, that's boring, but man. But before that, they had this <laughs> special rule where you do did a poker Mulligan. Okay. And the first one for free. Mm -hmm. Like, you like four no, cards. No, not the first one for free. You like four cards in your hand, but not three cards. You shuffle the, th you put the three cards at the side and draw three new, and then shuffle your library. And then after the first one, if you then you have seven cards again, and you like all but two cards, you can put those two cards in shuffle, but then you draw one less. That means one. But those rules are long gone. Okay. Okay. Just to make it clear for our listeners to talk about modern formats. So, standard 9394. Uh, this is something that actually comes up quite often. I don't know uh, many play groups that have tried it out or played it. And that is, you take the restricted list and ban it. Yeah. There are some variants where you only ban power nine and so you take the lime and you take the You take the pineapple and you take the pen. And you Okay. No, but um, the expensive power cards, you just ban them okay. and make everyone play without power to have a more slower and uh, grindy-ish yeah without like oh I drew my ancestral and you didn't hmm. so right I mean prob probably more consistent right I mean because so many games are oh yeah. I got ancestral and regrowth so hmm. I win right if that, if that can't happen yeah. games would probably be a little bit more consistent I agree but also but isn't that the fun part of old school no Okay, those cards? I would like to address this in two ways. I agree what you're saying, Elliot, but when you have like your big, uh, I don't know, artifacty, like I have all these lands, mana, whatever, but then you need your, I don't know, mind twist and ancestral and because you don't do anything anyway because there's not that many powerful cards so you need the mind twist <laughs> so yeah, i don't know if I've it's that's the that's not always a big problem that like you're unlo unleash your hand turn one you play like okay i gotta I unleash my hand i play a triskelion or i play a i don't know just some gin i play a whatever and then the opponent just have the answer for, okay, like a sort of plowshares or something. So, mm, that's my five cents. Well, I think one an interesting thing is that the power cards are partly they're so powerful because you have all of them together and they make each other more powerful. So mind twist is okay. so good because you can play it off of moxes and mind twist them for someone for four on turn three, right? Yeah. Um, 
but without Mox's Mind Twist is less and Soul Ring Mind Twist is less powerful and similar with with Time Twist and other things so it's kind of I mean I, I think it makes sense if you're trying to do this kind of powered down version of the format to, to get rid of all of them you know partly just to let some other things shine and, and obviously um you know, balance and things like that are probably still too good, even without the other power cards. But other other cards like regrowth, I mean, regrowth is probably not great if you don't have Ancestor Recall and Time Walk and Black Lotus, you know, in the format, it's right? Good, but... Yeah, you can you can bring back your card ape, I guess. After it's been lightning bolted, turn one. Right, but it's just it's interesting that getting rid of some of the restricted cards makes the other restricted cards fair. Ah, uh, yeah. So, do so you think if one wants to play, let's say like powerless, even if it's not, you should not just take the restricted list and ban it. You should do a new list. Or what, how would you do it, Elliot? I would I would start by banning the restricted list and see how that goes. Um, I think that's the simplest. I mean, partly, you know, you, are you going to find people to to play with? You need to uh, be clear and communicate about what the rules are going to be and not have it be difficult to understand. So, mm. um, you know, we can we can have a theoretical exercise, or you can actually try to play some games. I think uh, if you really want to get some games, then doing something simple like yeah, let's just ban the restricted list and and see what happens is a good place to start. I'd say like the. I would probably go for... Without Time Twister, because it's always without yeah. Time Twister, because that's the card you always want to play. And always let resolve. Well, here's... Okay, here's my real question. If you ban Moxes and Black Lotus and things like that, could you unrestrict Another other restricted card. cards? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely regrowth, maybe, as you said. What are we looking at? Yeah, but maybe regrowth. That uh, could be a, because you yeah. can just recur, so to speak, fire cards. But mm. it's still like a demonic tutor later in the game when a lot of things is in the graveyard. Is demonic tutor even that amazing if you don't have any power cards in your deck? What are you usually demonic tutor for? Jusum Jin or Underworld Dreams. Were we playing black? Demonic tutor. No, but. I, I in my the deck or I don't play any. <laughs> well, good good luck card. playing the deck <laughs> if there's no if, the, if all the restricted cards are banned, right? Yeah, Certainly yeah, the deck yeah. the deck is out. Point of the deck. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying uh, is that I'm playing the Monic Tutor because it's a good card, not because I I'm playing black. But. Right, but it's it's one of those, it's like, it does what it really should have done, which is it gets you the situationally best card that you mm -hmm. want based on what's happening in the game, as opposed to it just is another copy of Ancestor Recall in your deck that happens to cast three yeah. mana. Not like the... Yeah. I wonder... I, I would start it with... It may be okay, but... I would start with banning Power 9, and then go from there. I wouldn't take the whole, like... Uh, Restricted list, I think. But then, would you leave? Would you leave the other restricted cards restricted, or would you allow four demonic tutor and yeah. four? Re no, I would leave them restricted. Is that weird? A bit. Why? Because it's a banned list, not a restricted list, and a non-restricted list. And the the restriction yeah, sure. thing is weird uh, overall, I guess. But 
<laughs> I'm, I'm a proponent for restricting cards. Uh, I would like to see, like, in all different formats, some restriction. I love vintage, for instance. And that's. But restrictions means more variance. And in more <coughs> modern, competitive formats, you want to minimize variance to make them more competitive. Mm -hmm. Therefore, a restricted list is not a good idea. Mm. But I think restricting cards makes it. Uh, at least some cards are not like the. Maybe. It's not the same card if it's restricted as it is when you uh, have four of it. Okay. Uh, um, would you play four uh, time twisters? If I owned four time <laughs> twisters and could play them, what I think the think? I think the four time twister, four lightning bolt, four chain lightning deck would be pretty good. Yeah. Even maybe boxes. those should be restricted. As for we why is time twister well. being all up on this headed? I don't know. So, uh, talking about playing different formats, different formats can be fun to either just uh, spice up things, spice up your life, or... Yeah, spice world, man. Or if you're in a slump, you're getting tired of what you're playing, or you're playing against the same opponents with the same decks and whatnot, you should, like, let's just get a beer and play singleton and whatnot. It's, uh, it's a good way to make a small format bigger and um, that was part of the thing why we wanted to talk about that today and you don't need a, a whole big tournament you only need you know maybe one one person who's willing to try or if you want to try a multiplayer edh yeah. game a couple people um I, in my experience it's been easy to to scare up some interest in in doing it as a you know um a one-off thing we'll do every once in a while instead of playing regular 93 94 it helps if you if you're playing frequently right if you're if you only get to play every couple months then maybe you want to stick to uh, the typical stuff but if you if you get to, a chance to play a lot and uh, are interested in trying something new i think it's a really great way to go try some of these new formats and uh, now when uh, was it that uh, beast of the bay have both edh and singleton rules on their uh, website on your website that's that is correct. Uh, Beastofthebay.com. We have published rules for singleton, old school singleton, and old school EDH. Yeah. So for everyone that is interested in trying out these formats, don't have the time or energy to come up with uh, the specific rules themselves, check out Beastofthebay.com to get some uh, rules. Beasts of the Bay, America's best old school group. <laughs> But, but <laughs> Mustn't we say that now? When do, we're doing it I, I, I don't know if I would go that far. We, we, we are, we're 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 good words to the yeah. beasts. So <laughs> are you sick like, uh, here okay, on yeah. flipping? Like Wak Wak doesn't stand behind this, but flipping orbs may. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. Because yep. where where are you from, Elliot? Which which group do you belong to? I am a beast. You're a beast. Yeah. So do we have any lords of the pit here? 
I'm afraid we don't anymore. Uh, you know, it's funny, by the way, there's all, there's a group called Beats of the Bay that are um, bodybuilders. <laughs> and so if you look on social... Yeah, no, but if you look on social media with the hashtag Beast of the Bay, you'll see interspersed <laughs> with pictures of people playing magic cards. You'll see, you know, um, people flexing their muscles. We, we've had some some folks try to join our Facebook group who are, as you know, is this the bodybuilding group? We're like, uh, no, get out of here. Not really. The first time my friend but went to... But that's a good to, way of getting them to play magic. Well, my friend went to San Francisco. We got a haircut. It was kind of a crew cut, I guess. And uh, from across the street, some uh, like large guy kept yelling to him like, "Hey, nice bear!" And it's like, well, I'm I'm not a bear, a beer. I don't know what you. Well. So he went to the interwebs and looked it up. So it's a gay slang term. <laughs> so in in San Francisco, he became a. A bear, like a, I guess it's the lumberjack type because he got the crew cut and he had this shirt like with scotch thingy. So I would end on that. Signing off. So Seb has signed. <laughs> Seb off. Seb went there. <laughs> yeah, he went there. But maybe it's time to actually uh, sign off. Do you want to have some ending notes? Um, you, Elliot, before I say goodbye. Do your social media things. Oh, he's back here. No, so I'm he's still not here. You're off social media? Maybe maybe uh, that's no. something we should yeah, all try. I should do that, but do your thing. Is. <laughs> have, have you done your sign-off now, Sam? Uh, Elliot, it's up to you. Man, the music, the, the music is swelling. <laughs> I'm, I'm really loving it. Um, Let's just be quiet. All I can say is, if you if you get an opportunity to put Tetsuo Umazawa into play and use him to assassinate some creatures, you will you will enjoy it. Uh, so that's that's my plug for for all the Singleton stuff we talked about, and and he's probably the best commander. So give it a shot. And where can we find? Uh, and then my my social media plug is I'm Beta Sedge Troll on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also check out Beasts of the Bay at Old School Beasts um, on Instagram or Twitter. Sounds good. And if Tetsuo Umsawa comes to close, I'll just die in your arms tonight. Do you want to do a plug, Gordon? I'll do a plug. I am Gordon Anderson at every social media you can find. I even have gordonanderson.com as my web address, YouTube, and everything. And uh, So cool. Yeah, I actually think it is. I actually think it is. Yeah, but uh, that's me. I work with internet and marketing, and yeah, I get my name on everything. So that's my social media pug. If you know my name, you know where to find me. And this podcast is uh, presented by walkwalk.se, which is walk walk.se, exactly as it is on the card. The site hasn't been updated in. A while probably when we release this and that's all my fault sorry yeah i'll fix everything okay 
And uh, you can find uh, Wok Wok at Wok Wok MTG without the dash on most social medias and also our web address if you want to say something about the podcast. Sometimes we can be a bit slow answering emails, but we always, always answer. Seb, now it's your time to plug and not butt plug. Okay, and, uh, no, yeah. Uh, that's I stop looking there. into my eyes while you're saying that, Gordon. I went there. <laughs> no, no. no. MTG Celia. I guess that's what I'm using mostly. Uh, and uh, yeah, have a good night, people, or evening, or morning, or commute. Yeah, because it's nine o'clock here. <laughs> PM. In the evening, yeah. After a couple of beers. Yeah. And um, yeah. Elliot, how is it for And you? I will not apologize for doing that. Is it also five beers in and nine o'clock for you? I think I already signed up. Let's see. Yeah, that may be. So, everyone, thanks for listening, Flipping Orbs. <laughs> we will try to come at you more often than we do right now. And uh, yeah, thanks. Let not be drunk or be drunk more. I just yeah, heard the sound. That from was him the sound. Off. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye.